Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This is Danny Kalen. I'm a 2024 quarterback committed to the University of Nebraska, and this is the Boys Down Bad podcast. All right, this is the Boys Down Bad podcast, and we are super excited today to welcome on a very special guest, one of the newest Nebraska football commits, Daniel Kalen, to the pod. Daniel, welcome on, man. Yep. I'm excited. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks so much for coming on, man. So what has life been like since you committed to be a Husker? Has it just been crazy? Yeah, I mean, this summer overall has been pretty crazy for me. Um, you know, ever since I committed back in May, there's been a lot of stuff going on. Um, you know, as far as just you know, the commitment itself, there's been a lot of positive support, um, you know, from the fans and just kind of different players. But I've also been busy, you know, helping recruit other guys uh, to join the 24 class and um, you know, kind of help bring as much talent in with me uh, to Nebraska as well. So, um, you know, like you said, it's been crazy, but um, in a lot of good ways. So it's it's been good. Absolutely. What has the impact of Husker Nation been on you so far? Have they just been blowing you up? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, kind of living in Nebraska, you kind of feel it um, whether you want to or not. Just just the love and the and the support from the fans for the team. So um, to know that I'm going to be a part of that and ever since I committed, um, I feel like it's just been a whole nother level um, as far as, you know, like every post on Twitter, I feel like it's been like a thousand likes and everyone's just showing support. So um, it, it's been really cool and, and it definitely means a lot to me for sure. You bet. Um, so growing up, did you uh, always want to play football in college? Was that kind of your dream? And also, did you always want to play quarterback or did that kind of come later on? Yeah, so um, so I've always loved sports um, and I think I get a lot of that from my brothers because they've they've always loved sports or so kind of being the youngest in the family um, and growing up and always trying to play sports with them, being the little brother. Um, I think that kind of cultivated my love for sports overall, but um, football's definitely always been the one, uh, you know, I can remember as long as I can remember, you know, being an NFL fan and just liking all those teams and wanting to be in that position so much. Um, so I think being wanting to play college football um, and obviously get to the NFL as well. I didn't necessarily like fully make the switch to quarterback um, until sixth grade, but I love playing wide receiver. Um, I'm a Giants fan, so I, my two favorite players like that I really started being like big, big. Oh, I see the Cowboys flag right there. I don't like that, but um, uh, Victor, Victor Cruz and o, Victor Cruz and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, are two guys that I feel like kind of helped also make me love the game as well. Because that's those are two guys I really started to become big fans of um, when I first started really, really getting serious about football um, when I was younger. So. You bet. That's awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit about your commitment story to Nebraska, how you eventually got to be a Husker. Um, can you take us through mm -hmm. it kind of from start to finish? Uh, just as far as like the whole recruiting process? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I definitely didn't have the, the traditional uh, recruiting process. Um, you know, I mean, like I said, it's been a dream of mine to play college football. And, and I got my first offer at the end of my freshman year um, of school, um, going into the summer of my sophomore year. So um, kind of having that start early um, and then going in and not even starting till I was a junior, um, you know, kind of was kind of hard in a lot of ways. And, and in that in that portion, there was some up and downs in recruiting. But um, you know, after this season, I picked up some more offers and kind of started going to more visits and things like that. Um, and so when when Coach Rule and that staff first got there, um, you know, I was they had like a thing uh, when they first got in town it was like a recruiting visit for some of the in-state guys. I was within like the first week they had gotten there. Um, so I was down there and I felt just from the start, a really good connection, um, not only with coach rule, but coach Satterfield, um, and coach DeMichael and all those guys on the offensive staff. And so you could just, it just kind of felt different than a lot of other staffs. They were real, they were genuine, felt like family. Um, and so, uh, you know, going through the recruiting process, getting closer with them was, was big for me, but, um, there are also a lot of other schools that I liked and, um, there, I know obviously the situation with, with Dylan Riola, um, and, and when I was committed to Mizzou, they were hard on him. So that's when things kind of slowed down with Nebraska when I committed to Mizzou. But, um, you know, ultimately, I, I, I stayed with, in contact with them just a little bit, um, really consistently through it all. Um, and when I 
finally, you know, decided to make the decision to decommit from Missouri. Um, I knew I wanted to be a Husker and, um, and it, it, was, it didn't take long for me to make that decision. So, yeah, we love to hear. That's awesome. So you just talked mm-hmm. about Dylan Royola. How did the staff mm-hmm. go about trying to trying to recruit him and you at the same time? Were they like, was it ever awkward at all? Or how, how did they handle that? Um, I think they handled it perfectly um, because they were just 100% honest and upfront the whole entire time. Um, you know, there's there's more than just, you know, the fact that, you know, he's the number one player in the country, stuff like that. You know, he's a legacy. They just, just gotten there. So there's there's a lot that went to them, obviously, wanting to go after him as well. Um, and I totally respected that. And I respected them being honest. Um, and I was I was honest with them as well. I told them there were a lot of other schools that I liked a lot, too, and that I was, um, you know, developing a relationship with as well. So. Um, I think honesty was the biggest thing there, um, and, it, and it really wasn't too awkward at all. Yeah, for sure. What was your kind of initial reaction to meeting Coach Rule? Like, what type of guy um, did he come across as when you first met him? I mean, it's it's kind of hard to describe because I feel like there's really not a lot of coaches that are that are truly like him that I've met. Um, I feel like a lot of coaches are usually unique, especially head coaches. You know, you kind of got to be different to to be in that type of role, but um, you know, the first, I think it was the second day he was officially hired. I, I'd gotten on the phone with him. Um, and, you know, it kind of just surprised me right away just how sharp he was, how well of a speaker he was, um, but also how quickly he already watched my film and scouted me and how much he wanted me to stay home. So I just think how quickly on the ball he was from the, from the jump of getting hired um, really stood out to me and, and it was impressive to me. So you were offered by the Scurs early in your mm-hmm. – with the frost and company is there any like noticeable differences between that staff and this staff now um honestly i think it's a little tough for me to speak on just because of the fact that when they did offer me um you know there really wasn't a lot of legal contact that could take place you know they weren't allowed to consistently call me and be in contact so um i would say i just wasn't really ever really got that close with that staff um and even though they offered me um it almost kind of felt like it was an offer because Florida State offered me before that. So um, there was a lot of that kind of situation into it. But, um, you know, I just know that the staff up there, I, I think very highly of them, and, and I'm really excited to see what they can do. And I'm um, not going to say too much about the old staff. You know, I, like I said, I wasn't um, in too much contact with them. So so through your entire recruiting process, obviously, you know, Huskers were coming at you first, then you committed to Missouri mm-hmm. Then went to Nebraska. Was there a specific moment throughout this process where you kind of knew, you know what, Nebraska is the place for me? Um, I mean, like, honestly, like, I loved them the whole way through. Um, you know, I, I feel like I was really close to almost pulling the trigger, um, you know, earlier in the year, too. Um, but then that's, like I said, that's when stuff with I started to really like Mizzou and get close with them. I mean, I would say probably that week that I committed, um, you know, that's when, when Dylan also officially went somewhere else. But um, I would probably say that week when I, when I, when I decommitted and then committed um, just some point during that week, you know, I, I started talking to them a lot more and just really thought about, um, you know, kind of what the, the best possible picture in Nebraska could be. And I feel like in my opinion, that could be, that could be better than what it could have been at Mizzou. So I think that's really what I, uh, you know, turn the tide, and, and I knew that that was what's for the best decision for me. What was your, like, favorite part of being recruited? Or, like, a, a, maybe a moment where you're like, oh, okay, I made it. Like, this is this is real. I mean, like, some of the offers early on, um, and I'm sure, like, people, just because there's more and more of them uh, coming earlier and earlier, I feel like some of those are, and you, you hear it a lot, are just kind of showing interest. They're not necessarily committable offers, so. Um, early on getting those first two offers definitely meant a lot but I think um, probably after my junior year when I started to get even more offers after actually playing um, and, and going on more visits and, and how much coaches were trying to contact me like all the time every day I think that's when it really hit me like I guess like you made it in that sense um, but but I think probably the best part of being recruited um, and unfortunately I mean it's a good thing because I got committed but um, the official visit was a lot of fun and like they kind of go all out for that because they, they get to pay for everything and kind of kind of deck you out then. But I know a lot of players are going on like five and tens of official visits. And I'm just like, that's almost getting treated too nice. You're not, you're not going to be used to like normal life after all that. But um, that was probably one of the best parts of being recruited. And just, um, you know, in a sense, it's it's cool to be wanted in that sense, you know, having people, you know, think, think highly of you, and especially something that I'm passionate about, you know, playing quarterback and 
um, you know, college division one college football is one of the highest levels you can play at. So um, it kind of means a lot to me also. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, peer recruiting. I know you kind of touched mm-hmm. on it earlier. I think it's almost as important as coaches recruiting. I saw you at a game with Carter yeah. and Nelson earlier. What's kind of yep. like your go-to pitch when you're talking to these guys and trying to get them on board? Yeah, so, I mean, I feel like that's a that's a big perception on it is, like, I'm trying – every time I see these people, I'm trying to, like, you know, get hard on them and stuff like that. Um, and I think what's been important to me when, like, I'm on campus and there's big-time guys there um, is really just, just trying to really build a relationship. I don't want to try to push them or be like, hey, like, commit or, like, we I play Madden with the guys or just be like, hey, if I beat you, like, you got to commit or just say things like that. Sometimes I'll say that, but um, I don't want to be hard on them too hard. I really just kind of want to develop a relationship with them um kind of make them feel comfortable around me because at the end of the day the quarterback is um you know going to be kind of the face and and one of the leaders of the team so uh the more they can respect me and feel comfortable around me I think that's big um and then at the same time you know kind of asking them questions like what they think about the staff what they think about the school and trying to maybe convince them in ways um and also kind of show them kind of paint a picture of what the vision um that not only I have but especially coach rule and in the staff has um of what the plan is to turn turn the whole thing around in Nebraska so um but yeah I would say like like the thing with Carter me and Carter have known each other for a while and he was texting me he because he's from such a small town he's never been to the college world series so I was like like let me know if you ever want to come like I can set it up and so uh you know he texted me and he came up to Omaha and I was, it was actually the week of our official visit too so it kind of worked out um but that was a lot of fun for sure and, and me and Carter are getting closer and closer every day we're always talking and stuff like that so that's my guy <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anytime I see you tweet or comment on Instagram on recruits, I get a little fired up. I'm like, oh, Danny's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah. I think I just, uh, I mean, Andrew Marsh, 2025 receiver. Uh, he was going to be there at the cookout. Everyone is that Sunday, but his um, flight got delayed or something like that. So I couldn't see him. But uh, I met him down in Los Angeles at Elite 11. So that's, that's a big time dude I've been talking to. And then um, Grant Briggs was up Sunday. Um, Grant, if you're watching this, you know what to do. Go be grid. Um, but yeah. We're all gonna put your recruiting coordinator on the on your bio. Are you gonna put QB slash recruiting coordinator on there? That'd be awesome. Even though I do think I would get like in trouble for that technically, but but no, I it's funny they they the staff makes jokes about that all the time just because I you know I feel like that's important. You know, get the better the better talent I got around me. You know, that's the better they're gonna they're gonna make me look. So that's that's definitely important to me. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Um, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, you were part of something pretty historic. I think you were, were you the second quarterback to go out of Nebraska to go to Elite 11? Yep, and it's been back-to-back years, me and Zane, yeah. That's awesome. Can you kind of, for people who don't know, break down what Elite 11 is um, and kind of how far you got in it? Yeah, so I mean, so the Elite 11 is essentially probably the most, well, it is the most prestigious quarterback camp you can get invited to uh, pre-college, I guess you could say, as far as high school goes, so um you know, the Elite 11 staff, they kind of invite, um, they invite 20, yeah, 20 guys um, who they think are the best 20 quarterbacks in the nation. And um, you go out to Los Angeles, it kind of changes location year from year, but the last couple years it's been Los Angeles. Um, and you kind of just compete. Uh, they bring out a bunch of amazing people, um, whether it's people that know leadership or sports psychologists or just a bunch of awesome, awesome things they have us do. Um, so just learning about not only competing and showing your stuff, but also becoming, um, you know, a better quarterback in person and leader from it. So um, to give a little more background as far as my situation with it, um, it's it's something ever since I've started playing quarterback, it's been probably my biggest goal. Um, like I said, like pre, pre-college or as far as like a high school goal, um, other, way, other than winning like a state championship um, to get invited to the 11 finals. So um, that definitely meant a lot to me for sure. Um, I went to the regional up in – Ohio uh, compete, competed and get invited on site, but they invited me later down the road. I think I was like the 10th invite. Um, and then, so when you get to the 11, you can get the elite 11 MVP. And then they also name a true elite 11 because they invite 20 guys, but they named the elite 11. So um, didn't get the MVP, but I was named to the final elite 11. Um, and, and that was definitely really cool. It meant a lot to me. Like I said, it's, it's been a big, big goal of mine for a long time. So that was, that was definitely one of the coolest experiences I've had. That's awesome, man. Congrats on that. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you bet. When you're at that level and, you know, it's, it's such good talent, so many good quarterbacks there, what do you think separates, like, the really, really, really good, like, the elite quarterbacks from um, the lower guys? 
Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of things. Um, I feel like this year we had a really kind of diverse group as far as like talent, um, size and stuff like that. So um, I think it would kind of, there's a lot of things that can separate you. Um, things that stick out probably first is like things like arm strength, um, you know, the eye test, how big, how fast, how strong you are. Um, and so, and then intangibles, how, how good of a leader you are, how, how you carry yourself on the field. Uh, you know, coverages, football IQ, how quickly can you process stuff? Things like that um, also separate you as well. Um, and, and things like intangibles, I think are obviously, um, or honestly, in my opinion, are, are probably more important than some of the other things. Um, if you look in the league, some of the most successful quarterbacks don't necessarily throw it as far as, as you know, as Patrick Mahomes, even though Patrick Mahomes is, is as good as they go. But, um, you know, guys like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, um, Peyton Manning don't necessarily always have the strongest arms, but um, the guys that can make the right reads, get the ball where it needs to be, um, are tough, good leaders, and things like that. So I think really everything combined um, can kind of separate you. And, and every quarterback, uh, to be elite, has to at least be really good in, in a majority of those areas. So something really cool going on. Obviously, Isaiah and Davon, they committed with mm -hmm. you to Nebraska. What was it like when you all three got together? Like, you know what? Yeah, we're doing this. We're going to Nebraska. Yeah, so, um, so obviously I was the first one to kind of make it official. And, and back in January, when, when I was getting close and really liking Nebraska um, and then Mizzou, and I was kind of going between some of those schools, um, I remember kind of telling them, like, hey, if I go to Nebraska, like, you guys have to come with me. Um, and they are like, nah. Like, I, I remember Davon was kind of liking Penn State a lot then. And Isaiah, Isaiah's kind of always been – I've always had a good feeling about Isaiah. Um, you know, like USC was kind of coming in there and Penn State as well, Oklahoma. But um, I knew, you know, as much as – the more I could get them up there with me, um, the better I'd feel. But um, obviously I made my decision in May and then um, the summer started. Isaiah came down to a camp with me and got to work with Coach McGuire a little bit. Um, and, I, and I knew at that point um, some of his relationships um, were kind of starting not necessarily to fall off, but I feel like he wasn't getting as interested in some of those other schools. Um, and I knew after working with Coach McGuire that day, I know he had a really good time. We were kind of talking on the drive back. Um, and I kind of felt, he kind of told me like, Hey, like, honestly, if my dad was there today, I feel like I wanted to commit. Like, I loved you that much. And I was like, all right, let's go. And then, so, so I started thinking to myself, like, all right, we got to get the trio to all go together. So the next week at practice, um, me and Isaiah were kind of talking to Davon about it. Um, and, and this, this was a point where Davon kind of fell out of contact with them, um, for a, a decent amount of reasons, but the biggest one was just kind of, he was kind of moving on to some other schools. Uh, it's kind of just evaluating his options pretty much, which, um, you know, was his decision, obviously. But we were talking to him, and, and he's he grew up a Husker fan as well. Um, and, I, and I knew deep down that he still definitely was considering Nebraska. So I just told him, we told him, like, hey, like, just call the coaches, like, talk to him again. Um, and so next thing you know, he called us back. He's like, hey, I just I committed. I'm going to go. And it was like, oh, my God, it happened, like, out of nowhere. Um and so that was definitely a really cool moment. Um, and then when they did it on the official visit on Instagram Live, um, that was really cool as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, those, those dudes had a lot of options. I mean, Tennessee offered Davon the same night. Um, but, you know, I, it definitely worked out for the best. And, and to know that I'm not only going to have a senior year with them this year, but also to play them for multiple years, um, you know, it means a lot to me, especially because they're really talented guys. So uh, talk a little bit about Coach Satterfield. He's worked with a lot of good QBs. Um, what makes him such a good – you know, QB whisper or whatever you want to call him. What makes him such a good QB coach as, as well as an offensive coordinator? Yeah, um, Coach Sat's awesome. And I think one of the biggest things that makes him a great um, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach is that he can tailor his offense to his quarterbacks. Um, you know, when when Coach Rule was kind of saying things like they want, obviously, have Jeff Sims right now, who's a really athletic guy. Um, not only can he throw the ball at a high level, but he can run and really hurt you on his feet at a high level. Um, so they're obviously going to do some things with that. But if you look at South Carolina last year with, with where Coach Satterfield was, was at, um, they had Spencer Rattler, who's not necessarily a dual threat guy. He's a guy that can kind of really accurate, great arm um, and things like that. So I think that what makes him special as an OC is just he can tailor his offense really any type of quarterback. Um, they have so much so much diversity in the offense. They have gun, they have spread, they have under center, play action, power run, um, really everything you need in the offense. Um and it's really pro style, you know, so much of the staff has NFL, um, NFL ties, NFL um, experience. So I just think as far as not only does the offense fit, but it's also going to help me prepare, um, you know, it, that if I can get to the next level in the NFL one day, um, it'll be a smoother transition. First. I think that's really something that sticks out about him as well as he's also just 
a great guy, super funny, awesome to be around and just, and things like that. So things have been kind of rough around here with Husker football, as I'm sure you're aware. But <laughs> yeah. It is tasting better than ever. How back are we? <laughs> <laughs> How back are we? Um, you know, I think a year one thing like this, it's hard to project. Um, but I'll tell you this, if you look at the talent that we're bringing in, um, you look at the type of coaches we have right now with NFL experience, um, you know, there's really not any much more you need to be optimistic. Obviously, it's going to take a lot of hard work um, and dedication and, and execution and stuff like that. But um, I think there's a lot a lot of signs that are pointing towards a positive direction. And that's one of the biggest reasons why not only me, but a bunch of recruits are, are deciding to commit and, and you know, make, make Husker football their future. So, um, you know, obviously what I'm going to say is that we're definitely back and um, it's not going to happen overnight, but but it, it's, it's coming for sure. I can't wait to get up there. Yeah, I got one more question. So playing the QB position, obviously arm talent, all that stuff's good. But how about the mental side? Like, you know, when you go into a game, are there certain plays that you know, like, okay, this guy's going to be open, or if, a, you know, Coach Satterfield calls this play, this wide receiver is going to be open. How do you kind of make that decision process that quick? Because, like, obviously you only have three seconds once you get the snap. How, how yeah. decision-making goes into that? Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Um I will say there, there's some plays that are a little more scripted than others, if that makes sense. So some plays that we call, I kind of know, like, all right, I got Isaiah on a post um, looking out the safety and we're going to him like he's going to burn this guy. You kind of know. And then there's some plays um, where I'll give you just a basic. It's like uh, smash where it's corner, um, hitch corner, and you're just reading the corner. If the corner scoots back, you'll throw the hitch. Corner scoots up, uh, you'll throw the corner out. So it's like. A lot of a lot of what helps speed that up and, and make you uh, more elite that is is just film, um, you know, especially during the week, knowing your opponent, kind of knowing what they're going to do. Um, and Coach Huffman, who is our high school coach, does a really good job of, um, you know, putting in a great, great, great game plan, getting us in the right place so that we can, uh, you know, make plays versus versus every single team that we play. But um, I also would say that something that's helped me um, along the way and I give my mom a lot of credit to this is um, she's an occupational therapist. So I've actually done a, a good amount of neurological training as far as just you know reaction time peripheral vision things like that being able to see the field so um a lot of that I think has helped me as well but um and then and then above all of it just experience you know I think if you even watch my first game last year to, to some of the last games I feel like it's a, I'm a totally different player um you know I've been watching we play Creighton Prep week zero first game and I just get out of myself watching that game so I'm like like what are you doing like I feel like I'm just a totally different player now so um, I think experience is probably one of the biggest things as well. Um, all right, I got one more question for you. A little chance to pump yep. up, although you do a really good job of that just on your own. Um, what is Husker Nation getting in Danny Kalen? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing that Husker Nation's getting for me is someone that'll that'll live and die by the program. You know, I've been a, I've been a fan for a while um, since I was little, and I've I've been to the youth camps, done done all the things, and I've just dreamed about walking out of that stadium and, and representing Husker Football Nation. So someone that's going to work their work their butts off, you know, push the whole team uh, to get to the highest possible level that they can be at. And, uh, you know, I can't make any promises, but win as many games as possible and, and win a Big Ten championship. And the college football playoff is, is only getting bigger, so that's that's only more, more space so we can get there too. But like I said, it's going to take a lot of hard work, um, but I will say this, we have a great staff. We're bringing in a lot of talent, um, so I'm excited. Yeah, that's an awesome answer. I love it. All in. All in. All in. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Sweet. Well, Danny Dimes, thank you so much for coming on today. We really appreciate it, man. We can't wait till you're a Husker. Yep. The pleasure was mine. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Bet. Go big red, baby. Yes, sir. Shout out to Danny for hopping on the pod. Great interview. He's just like a – he's already a professional, it seems like. He's just very well-spoken, knows what he wants, hungry. Very excited for him. Just a solid dude. He got me fired up. Nebraska guy. Just all in. He's the guy you want at quarterback. Yeah. he's. You can just tell he's a leader. Yeah. And he's, the way he's hyping up all these recruits, wanting to get him to Nebraska. So you don't see a ton of like peer recruiters like him, where he's just going after everyone. Yeah. So, shout out Danny. Any Husker news we want to talk about this week, boys? Chris said new Maverick Noonan. Maverick Noonan, yeah. Out for the year. That's tough. Yeah. You don't want to lose guys that early. Yeah. That's what happens when you're physical in practice, though. 
Yeah. Especially linemen. Yeah. He was young, though, right? Yeah, he's, he's just early, a, just he a early freshman. enrolled too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he'll sucks probably re- he'll for, just redshirt. Yeah, might help him in the end. Might just to sit and watch. You're going back to practice next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, okay. So we'll yep. get a report back. Yep. See some new things. Hopefully, it'll be good. Uh, you said that. Oh, we got a new basketball recruit. Yep, basketball point guard. Transfer from Ball State, grad transfer, average like 17 points a game for them. Good. Nice. We like that. See so. <clears throat> so Aaron Ulyss. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But. So, obviously, you guys were high on basketball. Are you still? Yeah. Oh, all in. <laughs> How can you be all in on three, Nebraska? Three and zero oh in Spain. We the most experienced team in the nation. Yeah. We. Yeah. It's this, this time. Three and zero oh in Spain. That, that's a big deal. The thing is, other yeah. teams go play in other countries, too. That's fine. And it's just not a big deal because they just kick the shit out of these teams, and then everybody's like, well, they should be. Well, Kansas lost the other day in the Bahamas. <laughs> well, yep. so we're better than Kansas. Did you see the girls won by, like, almost 100? Yeah. I don't know what that was. Against Crete, Crete something? Yeah. I saw somebody on Twitter said they would have been better off playing Crete High School. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> Shout out the girls. Girls are balling. Girls might be good. Too. Girls, I think they'll be good, right? Yeah, Jazz Shelley, Markow- Markowski, Markowski. Yeah, they should be good. That'll be fun to watch. I don't, I don't know if I'll be sold on basketball. Oh, we'll get you there. Uh, yeah. You'll get there. Kool Aid doesn't even. It. You haven't even started tasting the Kool Aid yet. Yeah. Come November. Hoiberg's got it. He's figured it out. He's rolling. The problem now. is, this is what you tell me every year. That no, Hoiberg has it figured out. He's really got it figured out. After last he did year, make some moves last year. We were good year. last year. Yeah, he did make some moves last year. He's yeah. figured out the Big Ten. Yeah. <laughs> National champions. Basketball. We're getting tats. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> it will be. Yeah. I think that's about it for Husker News. Um, mm-hmm. by, the, by the time the this pod comes out, we will have had ourselves a day at the Pinnacle Bank Championship. We'll be filming a little bit, little pod there. I'm not sure when that's going to come out yet, um, but I think we might put up like a video vlog too of the day. Um, we're going to follow some groups around. Hopefully, watch Kluver play a little bit. It'll be a good day. So, then we're going to play golf of our own. We're going to play Boys golf of our own. Course. It's going to be. It's going to be a. It's going to be a weekend. Then we yep. got a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah. out Keaton. Shout bachelor out Keaton. party. Yep. It's going to be awesome. Um, all right. Should we just jump into the down bads? Let's do it. Trevor? Yeah, I didn't really decide. I have two. I have two. I can just do both. <laughs> yeah, you can do both. I, I got both. two yeah. down bads yeah. for the people. First one is Tim Anderson. Shortstop from the White Sox. Uh, tough scene for him. Tried to start a fight and just gets knocked on his ass. Pretty funny clip. It's very funny. Went viral on Twitter, but tough scene. If you're gonna start a fight and be all up in his face, putting the throwing the gloves down, you can't get knocked out like that. It was like and, a hockey fight. Yeah, well, th- he threw like five punches in a row, didn't land any of them, and then uh, Jose Ramirez throws one, and down goes <laughs> down goes. It seems Tim. like he didn't even hit down him like Tim. square. I think he just caught him like yeah, right in the perfect spot. He was yeah, and he wasn't expecting it. Yeah, probably was, shocked him a little bit. Yeah. And Tim Anderson is having a very bad yeah. year. Yeah. And that's what's worked. Because he's been – did he win MV, AL MVP, like, after COVID? He's had a good couple of years up until this year. I was, I saw a TikTok about it, and he, like, his, like, wins above replacement is negative 1 point – like, negative 1.3. Having a horrible year. Like, he's probably going to have to take – He, I mean, after this year, he's going to have to take, like, a one-year, like – like not a great deal to get like back on track to like get a huge payday but now it's like you're kind of just stuck in yeah chicago yeah if if you're gonna drop the gloves like that and square up you better win the fight yeah otherwise you're like an idiot yeah just down bad in general for the white Sox because they're supposed to be good these last couple years and they are horrible meanwhile the Team and other team in Chicago is hot. <laughs> so we weren't supposed to be good this year, and the Cubs are making a playoff push. So, how many games back are they right now? 
think they're one and a half, maybe two. They just lost last night, but yeah, that After one. Hurt. You said <laughs> thought it was a lock. Thought it was a lock. <laughs> was not. Wasn't a lock. But it's okay. had their worst pitcher pitching, so I should have should have seen it. <laughs> it's on me. <laughs> yeah, Cubs are hot. Um, my other down bad is baseball related as well. It's the Orioles. Their uh, announcer was doing some pregame pregame stats. He dug deep for some stats against their history against the Rays, just <clears throat> talking about how bad they've been in the last like three or four years and how this year they're really good. And it was like good stats. It was very informational. He wasn't like he didn't do anything wrong. And then they just they decided to suspend him for. Just talking bad about the team, I guess. I don't know. It made no sense, but people hmm. were fired up on Twitter. Feel bad for the guy. I forgot his name. Kevin, I think his name is he's Kevin. He's back. Friday. Oh, he's back? He's back on the call. Friday. Oh, Ooh. So well, the suspension the, wasn't long. Yeah, there's probably so much backlash. They got they, a ton of pushback to. on it. Yeah. Like, if you listen to the clip, he doesn't say it. Like, I listened no. to it after, on Twitter, and I was like... I listened to it like three times. I thought it was like a... I was expecting something like really bad. Yeah, like... He didn't know he was live, and like he yeah. said some. I, that's I I watched it like multiple times because like it was like he didn't say anything. We were yeah. expecting a what's Kansas his name? City. Well, that the Cincinnati or, Reds guy. Yeah, yeah. The Reds guy. against Kansas City. Yes, an F word. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was. <laughs> but no, moral of the story: just uh, don't work so hard. I guess don't yeah. dig don't dig deep for those stats, and you're fine. Yeah, but that's not even his <laughs> fault. Like, so working in TV, like they just get handed. You work all. in TV. Yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Congrats. Thanks. So they get handed this stuff and like don't eat, like they don't do any of the work before. Mm. Like the producers and then the graphics people do all that work. And then they just get handed this and say, Okay, talk about this. So like wasn't even on him really. Hmm. He was just doing what he was given. Cause it was also just their history against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay over yeah. the past like five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was just talk- like your team is hot right now. Yeah. It's not the end of the world to say, like, this team has struggled in Tampa Bay, but this year it's different. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was weird. It was bizarre. It made no sense. It was weird. Yeah. A couple of baseball down bads. Yeah. It's pretty good. We're in the dog yeah. days of summer. Yep. <laughs> Scratching and clawing. Peters? Yeah. My down bad is Colin Cowherd. Um, so he, and this might be something where, he might have been handed this list, Chris from TV. Could be. Um, he made a list of quarterbacks drafted since 2013 that can't win a Super Bowl. Um, he named Dwayne Haskins, who died. Um, mm. So it was just a weird, like, because it was weird that Dwayne Haskins was on the list just in general. Because not only is he not playing, he's not alive. Yeah. But then he also, it was like, he was just like naming guys and he was like Dwayne Haskins, Baker Mayfield. It's like, those are two very different like situations. Like Baker's just past his prime and the other person passed away. Yeah. That was a tough, tough look, tough look for him. Cause for Colin, he, the fact that he doubled down on it, it what makes me think that he made the list. Yeah. What do Not, you mean he doubled down on it? So his, like Dwayne Haskins was on the 20 quarterbacks list and he also named he didn't read all quarterbacks Mm. he just mentioned like a A few few. quarterbacks and like the first one was baker mayfield the second one was Dwayne haskins yeah it's not great so that's where it looks if it was just on there it'd be like yeah like that's not a great look by fox but then when you name Dwayne haskins who unfortunately passed away is is there a chance that maybe he forgot that he passed away i feel like you gotta you gotta know that it's potentially what happened, but still bad look. Bad look. Yeah, tough for Colin because he said this is my list of quarterbacks who can't win a Super Bowl. So he definitely that leads me to believe he made the list. <laughs> it's not wrong. But <laughs> you don't Fact- need to say it. <laughs> Factually, he is correct, but you shouldn't say yeah, that. You shouldn't yeah. ethically. Say no, that. Yeah. shouldn't name him. Yeah. yeah. So. Colin Cowherd is my down bad for this week. That's a good one. Um, my down bad is going to be the Washington Commanders. There was uh, some stuff that came out on Twitter today about Ron Rivera in a 
press conference, um, he said that multiple players have come up to him saying that Eric Bieniemy, former OC of the Chiefs, is being too intense of a coach. So the Commanders mm-hmm. players are complaining that their coach is being too intense, and that's I think that's pretty soft. Um, you're an NFL NFL player. You should probably be able to handle a tough coach, I think. And Rivera kind of made it sound like he agreed with the players, kind of throwing them under the bus in the interview or in the press conference. And I was like, Ron Rivera doesn't seem like the smartest guy. I can't believe he's still a coach or a head coach for them. I mean, the enemy's won Super Bowls. I think he knows what he's talking about. Yeah. And the argument is well, Andy Reid just does everything. He calls all the plays. But I mean, the enemy was spoken highly of highly of by a ton of players that he coached so yeah. i wonder if like he is like being too hard on them because it's not patrick mahomes like that's the only thing i can think of is shouldn't like, wouldn't you want him to be hard on them though, yeah if they're not you like would, i mean they I mean, haven't been Sam good Howell. they haven't like, been good so yeah. right maybe they don't like being coached they're not used to Probably. somebody who knows what they're doing yeah, yeah maybe I don't know. I thought it was a kind of a bad look for the commanders. Yeah. But it's my down bad. Chris? My down bad is going to be the U.S. women's national team, the soccer team. Careful. So <laughs> I think they're the number one team in the world. And they made it to the out of the group stage and then lost to Sweden in the round of 16 in the World Cup. They didn't score in 210 minutes. And shout out Megan Rapino <laughs> for missing PK. Crucial PK, by the way. Yep. And then smiling. And then smiling afterward. And laughing. Yeah. Like, it didn't even matter. They're supposed to be top in the world, and, like, everybody's expecting them to win, and then they just lay an egg. It's not a good look. Yeah, I couldn't believe it when they they lost that game. Yeah. It's... It's shocking. It's truly shocking. It's shocking that they didn't score in three yeah. games out of the yeah. four that they played. Yeah. That's I, bad. I don't know how you do that. They. Because, like, the they, men's team gets a pass because they're just, like, not supposed to be as good. And there's also better competition literally in every other country. Yeah. Yeah. We're supposed to be – we're supposed to just, like, run through yeah. the World Cup. Maybe it's close in the finals. Yeah. We, and we've had a lot of turnover yeah. lately, which plays into it. Yeah. But, but those younger players are, like, supposed to be <clears throat> super good, too. Yeah. And then Rapino is retiring. Yep. And Ertz is retiring. retiring. Yeah, Ertz. Yeah, I saw that. Maybe Morgan. You never know. Four years that they want to go out on that note. I know. Yeah, but it's four years down the road. Yeah. It's, it's a, ways. it's a long time to wait. I'll tell you what, the men are going to be good. I'm all in on the men. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. in the United States, too. Yeah. yeah they're true. solid. They're young, and they're they're actually like good for once. So, I think they already qualified for the World Cup, I believe. So I they've think been so. doing well in the other league that they play in. So. Mm-hmm. Something to watch out for in 2020. What year is it? Seven. 2027 would be No, because it's every two years. Oh. Well, from the women, so it's every oh, four years. Okay. So. so what, 2025? 25. Are the women every two years? The women are every four years, but so are the men. But the women's always two, oh, two years, two years okay. ahead. Well, no, like I feel like the men just played last last year, yeah, though. Yeah, last year. I was at a bar watching. It was it. last year. So are they only a year so apart? So maybe it's, yeah. So maybe it's, maybe it's every years. two years. I think because Olympics is every four. Have a good maybe way that's to check. World Cup <laughs> might be every two. I think it is every two Cause years. Because then they have, like, what, the other big thing that they play every other year too it's not the world the, cup but oh yeah the uh gold gold oh no that's i don't know the, what it is that's the but like it's no basically idea. the world cup but it's not called the world cup yeah it's not as big as the world cup but it's like a little bit below the world cup but every team <laughs> plays in it we know a lot well, that's with the that's with the club teams though right no i thought it was it's with the champions like, league no but i thought it was it's like the uefa something oh that's just with north america yeah Oh, it's not all the and way like around the world. They just got done with that. Oh, okay. yeah. the gold, the gold, gold cup. cup. Oh, okay. Yeah, 
Let me look up what the next World Cup is. Not a soccer. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we know about soccer. (laughs) 2026. That doesn't sound right. No. I wonder if it's going to be three years from now. If they played last year in 2022. It was 2022. It was over Christmas. No. Yeah. Everything. Didn't you go watch a game at a bar, Trevin? Yeah, I did. Are we thinking the Olympics? No. Okay. No. Because it was Messi's last World Cup. Yeah, and they won year. it. And yeah. Argentina won it, yeah. So yeah. it's 2026. Right. Yeah, because it was 2022. The last one was 2022. So, it's so I don't know when the women's is. Women's just must be, be a year. Path, yeah. Just like a year later. Maybe COVID screws. I don't know. Who can, anyway. We're not a soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll blame it on COVID. Yeah. yeah yep, that's, that's why. That was on COVID, yeah. That's yeah. why we don't know. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, good down bads. Um, should we do BDB three real quick? We have a real, a real, really good one this week. We're gonna do fast food restaurants. So Can we top get a three. clarification on what what classifies as fast casual counts. Okay. Fat like a like an Applebee's. No, no, no. Like a Chipotle. They're, yeah, that was what I was asking. Okay. Yeah. You disagree. It's fast casual. Chipotle is fast food. It's, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You're cash. right. You're right. Yeah. I just didn't know because some people, <coughs> yeah, say like fast food is, should only count if they have a drive-through that you can order at. No, if you can go in and get it like okay. relatively quick, like you don't have to like order it before and then go pick it up. That doesn't count. Which you can do at Chipotle, but you can also get it right there. Yeah. Go. That's the only one I had a question about. Yeah. Who wants to start? I mean, I can start. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So my B2B three for fast food. Um, number three, I'm just going to keep this one simple. It's a fastball McDonald's. It's there for you when you need it. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to be perfect, but it's going to get the job done in I a pinch. It. I love that pick. And I mean, it's relatively cheap. Uh, my number two is Chick-fil-A. That's two very polar opposite. Chick-fil-A always is good. Chris hates this pick. <laughs> um, yeah, they... Yeah. And then my number one we talked about is Chipotle. I, I just use it the most. I go there. ton of different options. And Chris hates that one, too. <laughs> you hate Chipotle? It's just a place I like better. Ah, it'll, be, it'll be in my top three. Okay. I feel like that's pretty... Chipotle, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. Yeah. It's fine. You hated two of them. I just have polar opposites for two. You'll see. It's fine. Yeah. Chris, Chris, why don't you go? Yeah. All right. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with Little King. Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> what? You, no, that's a terrible <laughs> pick. <laughs> no. That's an absolutely no, terrible. No, that's the worst pick we've no. ever had. It's the best sandwich place. Just make a sandwich. I, I agree. No. It's a good sandwich place, but it should be nowhere near the top three I love fast little, casual. I love foods. Little King. I don't think I've ever even heard of oh, it. Oh, it's so good. Do we still have one in Lincoln? Yeah. Yeah. There's like a couple, I ninth think. Ninth and South, I think. Yeah. yeah. So good. No. I that... love Little King. Okay. It's your, it's your list. Yeah. You're shitting on Chipotle. <laughs> Number yeah. two is going to be Cane's. Yeah. Yeah. Just get more for your buck at Cane's than you do at Chick-fil-A. Okay. <laughs> but your fries are always soggy. Unless you eat it. But eh. the sauce is way better. Sauce is way better. Bread's good. And then number one is Qdoba. Oh. <laughs> I knew he was going there. Boo. Yep. <coughs> Qdoba. Like two worst picks yeah, of mine. Nope. I hate that. Nope. What's wrong with Qdoba? That was a terrible list. It's fine. It's just, it just, there's no way it's number one. For me, it is. I'd go to Qdoba any day of the week. Qdoba's, I have grown fond of Qdoba lately. I think but it's, it's not. Good. It doesn't compare to Chipotle. Personal preference. One is always busy when you go, and one is always relatively quick. True. Which is how you judge it. Meat's better. All right. Terrible. Um, <laughs> Trev, you want to go or you want me to? I can go. Okay. My number three is going to be Chipotle. It's really grown on me lately. Once you get in like a Chipotle kick, there's no going back. Yep. It's dangerous. I 
have recently grown accustomed to the bowls. I used to always be a burrito guy, but now I get bowls and just, oh, it's, it's dangerous. Yeah. Two's going to be Taco Bell. <laughs> always just had a, yeah. had a spot in my heart. You can get this $6 online exclusive box. You can customize it. Get all the works. Oh, it, I go there at least <laughs> twice a week. <laughs> Get a Baja box. Blast. It's it's you can't beat that deal anywhere. Their five dollar box in college was clutch. Yeah, they kind of got rid yeah. of that now. Yeah, inflation. But six dollar online exclusive. Check it out. Okay. Uh, number one's gonna be Canes. Just nothing when you're like starving. Nothing hits better than Canes after a golf round. Canes. It always hits. And that's S- true. Simple as that. That's a good list. Yeah, I like that list. Um, my BDB three three is gonna be Canes. Yep. And I just realized, like last week, Canes after a golf round yeah. is like, Oof. for some reason, it just tastes better. Um, my number two, I'm gonna go In and Out. Oh, I didn't oh. think about that. Uh, I love the burgers. The fries are fine. But the burgers just they they're incredible. Incredible burgers. Um and my number one is gonna be Whataburger. Ugh. That's what? one I haven't had. No. Whataburger's good. If you had it, Whataburger's I've had good. it a couple times, haven't been impressed. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had it two weekends ago in Kansas City and it was I feel like the only thing I love have it is Whataburger in an airport. You can't get it out of the airport. I feel like that's I feel like that's sketchy. the only time I've ever had it. I would definitely put it above in and out. I would put Whataburger above in and out. Yeah, I would say so. I every time I see a Whataburger, gotta go there. Yeah, it's solid. Honorable me- honorable mentions. McDonald's was close to top. Yeah, cracking the top three. I love McDicks. Panda. Panda's Panda. up there. Do you guys like Slim Panda. Chicken? No, hate no, it. I terrible. Do. I do not. I like Slim Chicken. I like the chicken waffle. Wendy's, sure. Wendy's five dollar piggy bag. Yeah, Wendy's I'm a, is up I'm there. A big value guy. <laughs> piggy bag, yeah, incredible value. Yeah, yeah. I just realized like Amigos Kings. would be up there for me Are, too. Yeah, only time I, I really love Amigos. Amigos a lot of people hate it. It's gotten expensive. That's the yeah, but it's, I don't think I've had it since high school. It's good. That's the most like controversial one when someone brings it up. I feel like yeah, like, people either love it or hate it. I think I outdid my Amigos. I, I get sick every time I have it. I think I. I think I overdid it. <laughs> we went there a lot in high school, I feel like. Yeah, because yeah, it was so close. Yeah. Dairy Queen? I don't love the meh. food that much. Dairy Queen it. food is meh. Yeah. Runza. I love Runza. Runza's uh, good. Yeah. yeah. Runza's up there. Um, What are your least favorites? Long John Silver's. Never been. <laughs> it's not a real... It's, it's a... It's a... It's <laughs> a Bunny laundry. Tava yeah, likes. Tava's a fan of Long John Silver's. Really? She's like wanted to go there a couple times. I'm like, I'm allergic. What to What does she get there? I don't know. Couldn't tell I don't you. know if I've been in a Long John. Silver's. I, I have I never really been in a Long John. The only time I've been in one is when it's like the split with like KFC. Yeah. 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 Popeyes is up there for. I like yeah. Popeyes a lot. Just got to get by the service. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> the one every the Popeyes is bad with service. <laughs> yeah. I think they tried to crazy. Be. I the 94 is especially bad. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky if you get your food. Keaton started working there. Yeah. One time he got his food. <laughs> That's one of the He went back to stories. the kitchen. Yeah. I hate Burger King. Yeah, Burger hate King. It. That's is. something I haven't. Popped. It's all right. I yeah. hate it. The so chicken much. fries were good. Chicken fries were good. I'll give you that. But then I Everything think they did sucks. away with those. Yeah, they did. Subway's horrible. Subway I love pinches. I like Subway. I love Jimmy John's. I don't love really Jimmy love Jones. Jimmy John's. Everybody says the bread is so good, but it's, it just, is. it's just a lot of bread. Yeah. It's good. I'm okay with Jimmy John's. It's expensive, though. I'm never spending that much for a sandwich. Mm. Just make, make my own. Jimmy John's is cheaper than Subway by far. Mm. Subway is so expensive. They're both up there. Too much for a sandwich, in my opinion. Agreed. How's Little King prices? About average with everybody else. Do you go there else? a lot? Little King? Oh, yeah. How many? Because there's one by my work. Week? What? How many do you average a week? Do you think? I don't go there every week. Or per month. Per month. Two or three times a month. What probably. do you get? So I get a club. So it's ham, turkey, roast beef, and then that's a club. <laughs> <laughs> Some places do clubs differently. You never know. <clears throat> yeah. And then you get all the toppings and all that other stuff. That was better than I thought it was going to be. That was a little bit contentious. 
Chipotle, the one knock is it's very expensive. And if it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But if it's good, it's their queso is bad. I like their queso. Dylan wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm out on that one. He's allergic to that stuff. If you like get, if I get everything I want, it's like a $16 meal. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, like it, it steak, can, guac, chips. That's I got 16. The, I get the new like chicken. It's kind of yes, like spicy. Yes, that's really good. Do that. Sometimes double queso. Whoa. Guac on the side. <clears throat> it's pricey. It is. That's the one knock. But Fast food in general is getting expensive. Yeah. Everyone that had $5 meals is now like 7 and. That's why Wendy's has a special spot in my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've... Stuck with us. Good friend Wendy. Good friend Wendy. Yeah. All right. Wendy's nuts. I'm surprised you didn't pull that out earlier. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We need to adjust the screen. Room room 40 is pretty good, too. Immaculate grid. Yeah. Room 40. Room 40. Okay. We're doing NFL this week. Switching it up. Do we have the timer? Almost ready. Yeah. Ready, Chris? Mm Mm-hmm. Three, two, one, go. Uh, Jamal Charles, rushing yards. Uh, and then Jonathan Taylor I would for think Colts. so. Ooh, Jaguars got one. Maurice Jones-Drew. Yeah, good one, good one, good one. For the 1,000-yard? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Travis Etienne. No. Okay, let's spell see. that? Maurice M-A-U. Jones-Drew, there we go. Uh, and Colts is Taylor? Yeah. Yeah. Or Frank Gore. Probably both of them. Texans, Chiefs. I think Jaguars and Cardinals is... How do you spell Jonathan Taylor? Uh, J-O-H-N-A. I think it's J-O-N. Isn't it J-O-N? Oh, yeah. J-O-N-A-T-H. O-N? Yeah. He's not on here for the Colts. Uh, I think it's A-N. Is it A-N? 2020 to 2022. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jags and Cardinals, Christian Kirk. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay, so, so we're four, four for four. I'm just trying to think of like backup quarterbacks. Yeah, that's what I my go to. Um, Chiefs and te- was Chad Henney on the Texans ever? <laughs> Colt McCoy ever play for the Colts? That's what I was thinking. I don't think he, he played plays all. for the Cardinals. No. He didn't play for the Colts. What about Nick Foles? He play ever played. Foles has played everywhere. Foles was Colts. No. None of those. No. Three minutes and twenty seconds left. We got. Yeah. We got okay. time. Yeah, we got time. Jeez, Jaguars. First name that came to my head was Blake Bortles, but I don't think he played for. I either. don't think he played for anyone else besides the. I played, he played for, for the like Rams. the Packers and the Rams, yeah. And then I think he went back to Jacksonville. Uh oh, oh, um, Colts and Cardinals. Uh, Edgar and James. Who's that? <laughs> Running yeah. back? Was yeah. he a Cardinal? I yeah, he was definitely a Cardinal. Edrin, I know he's a Edrin. Colt. He was a Colt for sure. We can try it. All right, I think it's Ed. G E D G E R R I N. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Nice. Let's go. What's the percentage on that one? Yeah. Fifty nine percent. Oh jeez. Was not okay. So what do we need? Chiefs and Texans. Chiefs and Cardinals. Jags and Texans and Colts and Texans. What are we at? Stupid Texans. Two twenty. Okay. Yeah, the Texans is so hard. Uh, did Matt Schaub ever play? He played for the Chiefs, I feel like, and Texans. Did he? Was he for the Chiefs? He was definitely for the Texans. Feels like a Chief. I have no he idea. He might have been a backup know. for the Chiefs. He might have for one year. That would get it done. If you just try it. Year. Try it? Yeah. Might as well. We only got two minutes. Come on, Matt Schaub. Schwab. Matt Schaub. How do you spell that? I think it's S-C-H-A-U-B. S-C-H-A-U-B. Matt Schaub. No. Son of a... Dang it. I liked that. Um, God, all these teams have been horrible I know. at times. I better teams. 
feel like Jags and Texans are as a guy. There's definitely a guy. Yeah, I just don't know who it is. I'm lost now. Aaron Foster didn't play for anybody else, did he? Played for the Dolphins. All right. Um, man, I just have no guesses. Cardinals. Who have been some Jaguars quarterbacks? Start guessing backup quarterbacks. Josh McCown is an answer. A good oh, answer for Chiefs any. Texans. Josh McCown. That I'm really? fairly confident in. Chiefs, really? Josh McCown. Josh McCown for Chiefs and Texans. Yeah. Okay. Nope. Woof. <laughs> oh. Colts and Texans. I feel like McCown played for everybody. He did. He's bounced around. Did Fitzmagic play for... He played for the Texans. Oh, Cardinals and Chiefs is... uh, What's the... Matthews, right? Honey Badger? Didn't he play for both of them? 15 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Tyron Matthew? Yeah. T-Y-R-A yes. Good one. Good one. How much? Uh, 10 seconds. Oh, God. Tyron Matthew. Yes. Okay. Um... Five, four. We have yeah, one guess yeah. left. I don't yeah, think we're going to. No. Two, one. So we got six again. That's not bad for NFL. The stats are always easy. Oh, yeah. They're so Teams easy. Teams are impossible. Hmm. All right. Let's not bad for any, a first any football. Any obvious ones? Yeah. We need. I'm sure there were. Did Alex Smith. Show me the freaking thing. Did you use all the guesses? Yeah. This one doesn't show me the – oh, here we go. All right, Texans and Colts. Let's see if we'd recognize any. Nobody obvious. It should take you to, like, the most guessed people. Like, when it shows you your, like, score. Or, like, when you go to, like, show summary. Yeah. I just it see, just like, gives like, me, like, the – Yeah, scroll one more. Scroll a little bit further down. Oh, okay. Justin Reed for the Chiefs and the Texans. Safety? Yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Oh, we should have gotten the Colts and Texans. It's a wide yeah. receiver. Yeah, I was thinking of a wide receiver. Andre Johnson. Uh, oh, I, I, he was in my mind, but I didn't <laughs> think he played for the Colts. I think he played maybe one year for them. <laughs> Shoot. AJ Boye for the Jags and Texans. Nope. Whoever that no guy chance. is. Never heard of him. Cornerback. What was the other one? Jags and uh, Chiefs and Cardinals? Chiefs and Texans was oh, no. Justin Reed. Oh, I think he's okay. a cornerback that too or a safety. Yeah. Okay, not bad. All right, not we got good. six again. Sad. Hmm. We'll get it. We'll get there. We're gonna get an immaculate. It's gonna be a great, great reel. Um. All right, roulette. I'll go fifteen, Dylan. I'm gonna go with twenty-four. Everybody get in the middle. 19. Watch. Chris wants in the middle. 15. Take something in the middle. Just see what happens. Oh, what did he take? Maybe it counts. Six. It, it, it didn't count. We'll just do it again. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a false start. We'll do it for 85. False start. So we weren't ready. I didn't look at 15. One more. They would hate it if Trevor or I won. Oh, 25. Ah, one, one more. One more. One, one more for quick nine. one. Nope. Oh, come on. We're, we're at 90. We're yeah, capping it at 100. Might as well just get there. Whatever. Just get there. We know what's going to happen, Dylan. It's either. Th- it's so going to happen. Two this more. Way. Two more, and then we're not increasing. Two more, and then it stays at 100. Yep. Come on. 15. Come on. Red one. One. All right, one more. One more we're for 100. for the night. Yeah. Why? We're just capping it. Because now we're at 100. We're not just going to quit at 95. The people don't want to see us stop at yeah. 95. It's going to hit right here. Yeah. So, yeah. This is for 100. 99% of gamblers so, quit before they hit it. This big. is $300 to the winner. Shit. 
Come on, 15. It's gonna, that could go a long way for... <laughs> it was in. It was in nineteen. Oh, it's two away from four. Uh, it was in the two. It was actually in the two. <laughs> Chris are right by each other. <laughs> Us three are Wait, right by each actually? other. <laughs> two fifteen Wait. and nineteen. Two. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. I love this game. I love this game. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and Chris. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank Where you. Keep going, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yes. Oh, what? <laughs> Every fucking time. Yes. So close. Good thing you guys wanted to keep going. That's fun. That's fine. <laughs> I just heard Chris go, two. <laughs> yes. I'm, Chris, I do feel bad. Hey, hand, hand on me this weekend. Thank you. I'll take you up on that. Maybe a couple. I'll take you up on that. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All right. Shout out to Danny again. Excited to see what he does for the Scurs. And, uh, yeah, wait for our, our pod next week. Come out to the Pinnacle Bank Championship. Yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, Saturday, Saturday Sunday. Sunday. It will come out on Friday. Come out, support the golfers, support Herd at support Indian Creek, Pinnacle Bank. So they work hard over there. Mm-hmm. It's a fun time. It's going to be awesome. All right. This is the Boys Down Bad Podcast. I'm Dylan. Peters. Drev. Chris. Have yourself a top 10 weekend. A Herd at Sports Network production.